0: Thanks for tuning in to the Link Church podcast. Link Church is located in Charlotte, North Carolina and is committed to linking people to the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. But in lasagna, you want enough ricotta, but you definitely want an overabundance of mozzarella, right? And so you want to be able to cut into the lasagna and as you cut to it, as you're bringing the fork from the plate to your mouth, uh, the string has to have a little pull to it because if the cheese just kind of stops at the plate, then it's not enough. And so that's what you're expecting because after all, the person who recommended this restaurant said it's the best Italian restaurant you would ever want to try. And so you wait in line and you give your name. And finally, your buzzer goes off, letting you know that your table is ready, okay? And I am such a foodie that it doesn't matter if I'm out of range, I will still feel that buzzer going off, okay? They tell you not to go too far. I can go to Georgia and my buzzer will go off when I know that table is ready. And so you go and you sit down and you order your lasagna, and the lasagna comes and you can already tell by looking at it that there's not very much cheese on it. Okay? Strike one. (laughs) If you decide that, all right, I'll I'll try it. I'll try it. You know, maybe their version of enough cheese is, is different than my version of enough cheese. Maybe that's all relative. So you take a bite, and the sauce is sweet. For me, that's strike two. I don't want sweet sauce in my pasta. And then, on top of that, the lasagna noodles are not cooked to perfection. Okay? So instead of giving you lasagna noodles, they have given you lasagna chips because there is a tr- uh, a little crunch, strike three. And you're disappointed and you're upset. But not only are you upset at the chef, you're upset at the person who recommended the restaurant to you because they led you there. They're the ones that told you to go there. They're the ones that you trusted. So you begin to wonder to yourself, uh, is this person trustworthy when it comes to food? Do they really know good food? Do they know me and do they know that I don't like bad food? How long have I really been friends with this person? Because sometimes you think you know a person and obviously you don't. Why are they friends with me on Facebook. Why is their cell phone number in my phone? Why did I hang out with them last weekend if I knew that they were so evil and corrupt to suggest such a horrible restaurant? My goodness, I would have cut the friendship off a long time ago. Why are they in my life? But you went there because you trusted their word. And you may find that sometimes that's how it is for you in life when it comes to God. He leads you to a place Or to do a thing, or to say a thing, and it seems like after you do it, after you go there, after you say it, all hell breaks loose. And you start to question God and say, but God, I I thought you were trustworthy. I thought you would lead me to a land flowing with milk and honey. I thought that you would lead me in the right direction, but yet here you are leading me into a place, and when I get there, things turn out to be the opposite of what I expected. And those are the times in life where it's tough because it would have been one thing if you moved on your own leading or direction, it would have been one thing if the enemy spoke to you and you followed his direction. Uh, but you are following God's direction and so somewhere along the line there now is a disconnect because we wonder how could I possibly follow God and find myself in distress how could I possibly be following God and find myself in a place of frustration in a place that seems to be dry because see, that is exactly what happened to Elijah. Notice the Bible says that God told him to go to the brook Cherith. And what happens, the brook at some point dries up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems like it is strange. Like it is unusual. Because yes, there was a, a a drought in the land. But if God led me there, then at least my area shouldn't be dry. At least my area should be flowing. At least my area should have everything that it needs to sustain me. Uh, but, you know, if you really take the time to think about it, you it, it's hard to question a God whose very existence is unusual. Because there is no start date for God. He just always was. There is no end date for God because you cannot dethrone him. You cannot get rid of him. God is unusual because... He would choose to take on a robe of flesh and not come down from heaven. See, y'all didn't see y'all. That's why I'm not God, because y'all don't want me coming down. Because if I'm coming down, I'm making a grand entrance. Okay, (laughs) that entrance is going to be fabulous, right? So here he is taking on a robe of flesh and he decides to come through the womb of a virgin. Strange, unusual. Here he is walking around and he's walking on water, not in water, not through water, not beside water, on water. That's strange. That's unusual. Here he is at a wedding and they run out of wine and he doesn't say, well, you should have saved your coins so that you would have enough. He didn't say, go down to the market and get some more. He's like, get me some water because I'm getting ready to do this. That's unusual. That is strange. Uh, You serve a God who when he was in the garden of Gethsemane his sweat turned to blood I don't care how much you sweat I don't care how hot Charlotte is your sweat is not going to turn to blood okay Uh, and so sometimes you may feel like that southern heat you're like oh lord it's so hot my sweat's going to turn to blood that is just dramatic your sweat not going to turn to blood now you may have a sweaty shirt that you need to change but your sweat ain't turning to blood why because that is strange that is unusual you serve a God who not uh, resurrected others from the dead, but he resurrected himself from the dead. See, it's one thing when you're healing and touching and delivering other people, but when you can touch and heal and deliver and resurrect yourself, that's on a whole nother level, but that is unusual and that is strange, but that is the kind of God that you serve. So that, therefore, it cannot catch you off guard, nor should you be surprised when you find yourself in, in an instance in life that is strange or that is unusual, God is unusual, Come on. who else would lead somebody to a brook uh-huh. and fine. allow it to dry up? Right. I, I, I have an issue with that because the thing is that um, you need water in order to survive, yeah. okay? So um, you can go a certain amount of time without food I can't but you can you can go a certain amount of time without food but Lord knows you have to have water Uh, it doesn't take long just a few days before your body will start to shut down if you don't have water right so even in the absence of physical food if you've got water you can hold on a lot longer Um, so God not only leads Elijah to this brook um, but he also says that uh, I'm going to send the ravens to feed you now you may say, well, um, that's kind of odd, but okay, God's sending a bird. No, it's it's not just any bird, it's, it's a raven, okay? Um, now, when you think of a dove, uh, doves represent peace, right? But uh, they also are, like, they're prettier, they're like, you think purity, and you think, oh, peace. When you see a dove, okay, when you see a raven, you think, um, let me walk the other direction, Edgar Allan Poe in these streets, I'm not doing that, right? And and I may not be Jewish, but I'm still not eating behind a raven because I'm a germaphobe. So you can cause a raven to send me bread if you want to. I'm not eating that bread. And I know that uh, Ms. Trenda is right in line with me. I'm not eating behind no raven. So Elijah, I would imagine, let's just say he's a germaphobe, right? Or even if he's not, the other thing is, like, Jews are not dealing with ravens. They're dirty. They are unclean. So why would a pure God, a clean God, Come on. a holy God, wow, wow. send a dirty raven to feed you? Come on. Why would he send something that he already told you to stay away from to feed you? Come on. Why would he send something that makes you uncomfortable and disgusts you to feed you? Right. Why would he send something that is totally out of, of left field and something that would frustrate you I'm I can imagine that at some points Elijah must have been cringing why would he send that to feed you that is strange food god the food that you're giving me is strange you're sending it by way of a raven you're sending it by way of something that makes me uncomfortable you're sending it by way of something that disgusts me you're sending it by way of something that turns me off you're sending it by way of something that I don't understand why you would do this to me so not only understand the purpose and the plan, God always has a reason for doing whatever it is that he's doing. And so you have to ask yourself, what is it here that God is doing? Because uh, it's kind of like if I were to use myself as a personal example, I really saw the Lord about what I should major in uh, for college and where I sh- what I should get my master's in. And you know, When you pray about something like that and you actually do what God says, you feel as if everything's going to work out, right? So not that you won't have any challenges, but you just feel like things are going to still end up going the way you would expect. And so um, I got my master's in social work and graduated in 2010. This is now 2018, and in eight years, I've not once held a job that's directly related to my field. Not because I didn't apply, uh, not because I didn't go on interviews, you know, because some people are like, well, you know, God, I'm waiting for you to bless me with a job. Did you apply for one? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> but that's why you don't have one, right? Uh, you do have to you do have to mix your faith with works. Wow. Um, but I remember sitting uh, at jobs that I absolutely couldn't stand. One job was at a pharmaceutical company and um People would say to me, Where are you working now? I'm like, Oh, I'm working at um, a pharmaceutical company. They're like, Woo! I'm like, No, don't get excited. It's in a minute. It's, it's, I'm, I'm taking calls. It's, it's not, you know, I'm not working in my field. And it's not because there's something wrong with taking calls. It's what, not what I wanted to do. Okay. And because I felt like I had just gone to school for the very thing God told me I should go to school for. But the minute I get my degree, everything dries up. I watched my classmates before we graduated get jobs. This one is getting a a job as a school social worker. This one is getting a job as a hospital social worker. This one is going into law enforcement. This one is doing this. This one is doing that. And I felt horrible because here, God had led me to the brook and it dried up. And I was frustrated and I was confused. Some days I was angry, most days I was embarrassed because some people had said to me, don't go get a degree in social work. Choose something else because you're going to end up miserable. And it seemed like their word was coming to pass and God's word was not. Come on, come on. They told me I was going to be miserable. They told me I wasn't going to like it. And I kept saying to them, this is where God wants me. And so here I am doing that very thing that God told me to do. But now what do you do when it seems like it's the enemy's word that prevails and not the word of the Lord. Come on. What do you do when your brook dries up? Wow. So here I am finding myself at a desk answering calls. And I hated the job because it didn't challenge me. It didn't cause me to use my degree. It didn't cause me to be out in the field like I wanted to be. And I said, God, I have literally applied for jobs in the triple digits. I don't understand what's going on. And one day I was at my desk and God said, I want you to do the math. And I said, what do you mean do the math? He's like, I want you to do the math. I want you, (laughs) the jobs that you really, really wanted. I want you to look at uh, the salary (laughs) that those would have been worth. And I want you to look at what you're making here at this desk job, do the math. I did the math, and even though I hated that job for a time, even though some mornings it was so hard to go to work, when I did the math, the money that they were giving me to answer phones was equivalent to a school social work job. Can you imagine that? Wow. God had sent the ravens to feed me. The very thing that disgusted me, made me upset, made me frustrated, was the very thing that was feeding me. And so you have to say to yourself, if God brought me to a brook, to a place, to a job, to a situation, to a relationship, to something that seems like it's drying up, he will always sustain you. But the problem is we want to be sustained how we want to be sustained. We want to be sustained by what feels good to us we want to be sustained by what looks good to other people we want to be sustained by what we think will bring us clout and popularity and glamour but sometimes God is saying you need to have the attitude that God anyway you bless me I will be satisfied if you want to give me strange food I will eat it because I know that whatever it is that you're feeding me is going to sustain me and bring me to a place that I would have never been to had I not eaten feast and listen I'm sure that pasta was good okay those noodles were cooked to perfection that meat was seasoned properly that sauce was savory and Daniel's like nope not gonna eat it gonna eat pulse and water and I hate to have to say this in this message but it, it the thought just popped in my head I have to say it we have people in our own congregation who eat pulse and water and they're surviving surprisingly if that's for you then that's for you if not just keep just keep listening to the rest of the wow. message. But but there are some people in this congregation who won't eat the king's meat, right? They want pulse and water. Pulse and water. And, Dan- <laughs> and Daniel said, that's what I'm gonna have, right? And, and so, that's strange food though. You would think that, okay, the king's food is strange food, but it's strange in the sense that not only was he eating something that you wouldn't expect, but he started looking better than the people that were eating the He's strong and he's healthy. And it's because Daniel said, I am willing to do and to go where God leads me. I'm not going to worry about how it looks to the other people. See, sometimes you don't want the ravens to feed you because you're also uh, worried about what are people going to say if they see me eating from a raven. Elijah would have been criticized if other Jews are seeing him eat from a raven. They would say that's not God because it's strange. That's not God because it's unusual. That can't be God because God would never do that. And so the same thing happened to me when I'm working that job. God provided it, but I thought people were going to say that's not God because what God would have you go to school for a specific degree and then not give you a job in that field. That's strange, and that is unusual. Uh, Maybe you've been in a situation before where God has told you to do something that doesn't make sense. Perhaps he's told you to leave a job, and people would say, that doesn't make sense. Come on. How are you going to pay your bills? Yeah, come on. How are you going to get over in life? How are you going to take care of your family? That's strange, and that is unusual, but God has sent a raiment to feed you. Oh, Perhaps people are saying, why would you leave New Jersey to go to Charlotte? Because that's what some folks said to us. Why would you leave a church that's ready-made that you could be a part of to start a church from scratch? Why would you be in discomfort like that? Why would you want to go pastor? Why would you want to move to a place his thinking is on a whole other level and so here you are finding yourself in certain circumstances and you're saying God why did you lead me here why did you lead me to this job I don't seem to get along with my boss my co-workers they're okay Um, feeling a little stressed I don't understand why I'm here God why why did you lead me to this city because Maybe like me, you're not um, originally from Charlotte. Maybe you're a transplant, and you're saying, "God, why, why am I living here? Why is my family here? I, I don't understand the purpose of it." Maybe God has called you to do a ministry that you say, "How did I find my myself here?" So. God uh, maybe called you to reach out to your community, but you're looking at your bank account and you don't have the resources to do what he's asking you to do. Or he's asking you to go to school and you don't have those resources either. Or he's asking you to make changes on your job, but you don't feel like you have the position uh, or, or or the the influence to speak up and to cause things to be shifted or to be changed. Uh, But God is saying that you have absolutely everything that you need because, see, where Elijah was, he had to rely fully on God. And Elijah had to raise his faith to God. And so God is not looking for you to have the resources. He's not looking for you to have the connections. He's not looking for you to have the education. He's looking simply for your faith. And if you can believe God that your ravens can feed you and sustain you, God can do so many things with that. Uh, we often we often uh, say, but, but God, why me? You know, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly what Elijah was thinking or feeling. But I cannot imagine that someone in his position, the first time he heard that said, okay, God, that's fine. I'll just eat from a raven. If you really think about the cultural... Uh, context um, with Elijah and, and how we went over that ravens were unclean. Right. You, you can imagine that Elijah would be like, let me go back and pray because that's probably, that was probably the enemy. Let me go pray and hear what God says, right? Um, so it's like my dad said um, years ago, uh, he, he was led to give someone a, a certain amount of money and, you know, it wasn't like 5 or 10 or $20. And so when he first heard it, he was like, "Whoa! you know what, enemy, get out of my ear. God, what are you saying that you want me to give, right? Because when something's uncomfortable, uh, we're like, no, that, that can't be God. Uh, but but why? Why? Why are you an unusual place? Why are you eating strange food? Well, remember I said God has a purpose and a plan for everything. Um God will put you in an unusual circumstance and sustain you in unusual ways so that he can give you access and power to uh, to unusual anointing so that you can do unusual things for him. Let me let that sink in. God will use and put you in an unusual circumstance and will feed you in an unusual or a strange way so that you can have access to an unusual amount of anointing so that you can get done what it is he needs you That's to good. do. That's good. You're not living in a day and time where just any old level of anointing will do. But in the day and age that we're living in now, you need an unusual That's amount good. of anointing and power to break the strongholds and the yokes that are holding so many people bound. So Elijah is being fed by ravens because God had something unusual for him to do. And I don't care what your raven is. I don't care what your raven is and I don't care what people have to say about your raven. But you've got to accept what God allows. You want to do something mighty for God in this earth, but you don't want to go through anything You want to do something powerful you want God to move in your family in a mighty way But you don't want to go through anything or if you go through something you want to be Taken through the situation how you want to be taken through the situation and how many times does God take us to a certain? uh, 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 situation in life and we say God take me out But God's plan is not always to take you out, usually it's to bring you through. Because if he just pulls you out, he's not a good parent. Because you miss the process of what it's like to be fed by a raven. Elijah had to go through the process. You wanna skip the process. You want God to do something great in you. You want God to speak through you. You want God to move through you, but you also wanna skip the process. It just doesn't work that way. Sometimes, The very thing that disgusts you, that brings you heartache, that brings you frustration, is the very thing you have to endure, is the very thing you have to eat. I know it's strange food, but look what's going to happen when you get to the other side. People will know that your God is real. Elijah could never, I don't care what anyone says, Elijah could never in his lifetime i believe have done the things that he did had he not gone through an experience like being at the brook and being fed by ravens and i think there are some of us in here today that are struggling because the plates that are presented presented before us are strange food we're in financial situations that we've never found ourselves in before we're on jobs that we never thought we would be on or we're out of a job and we never thought we'd be unemployed or perhaps you've been presented with a health issue that's a real struggle or uh there's a strained relationship uh, that you're struggling with or you just don't know what to do with your kids or your mind is plagued and it's tormented. You just don't sleep well at night. You, you, you're you just frustrated. You're just up. And you're saying this must be the devil. Well, yes, the devil does uh, sometimes present uh, himself in, in, in certain instances in our life. But there are also times when God has actually led you to the very thing that frustrates you. Come on. There are times in life when God has led you to the very thing that plagues you. The Bible doesn't say that the enemy led Elijah to the brook. Doesn't say his friends led him, doesn't say he led himself. God sent him to that brook. And had Elijah known that the brook was gonna dry up, he probably would not have gone. And you can probably look at certain situations in your life where had you known beforehand what was going to happen to you once you got there, you probably would not have gone. But God keeps us on a need-to-know basis. And so he kept Elijah on a need-to-know basis. Elijah gets there and I know he's like, I know this brook didn't just dry up. Not this brook, because this is the brook God led me to. I know this not the one that just dried up. But I am challenging you today to ask God to give you the grace that you need to be fed by the ravens. Don't be so quick to shoo them away. Don't be so quick to to try and get rid of the situation that you find yourself in because you don't know what your testimony is going to do for somebody else. Because Elijah's testimony that very day is that people believed on the Lord. And so what is it that God needs you to learn from your raven? There is a purpose for your raven, there is a lesson In your raven. There is a blessing on the other side of your raven, but don't be so quick to dismiss the raven because usually when we see something like a raven coming, we're so quick to want to get rid of it. But God is saying, why don't you stay there a while and let it feed you? Why don't you let your situation minister to you? Why don't you let that thing that you thought was set to torment you, why don't you let it allow it to keep feeding you? Because when you come out of the brook, when you get away from the brook, when God asks you to move to the next uh, uh, point in your destination, you will see, you will be amazed yeah. by the power and the anointing that you have. You cannot do anything without anointing. I don't care what anyone says. Without the anointing of God, you cannot do anything. Why does the Bible say not by my? nor by power, but by what? By God's Spirit. That's how we do things. We can't do things in our own flesh, in our own might, in our own will. You need the anointing of God. And the anointing of God comes through enduring an unusual circumstance. It comes from eating strange food. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. For more information about Link Church, you can visit us on the web at www.linkchurch.com linkchurchnc.org.